Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. Coming at you as always, I'm Jay Hirsch, and with me as always is Mike. What's going on? And the hype man, Wes. What's good? What's good? Yes, sir. Hey, everybody. Thank you once again for everyone listening to the Justin Shorter interview this week. We really appreciate all the love on that episode and hope you liked it as much as we liked being able to sit down with Justin and get his thoughts on the upcoming season. We wanted to also remind everybody, please, um, if you, if you have the time, not only download us on Apple and all other streaming platforms, such as Spotify and iHeartRadio, but leave us a review, rate us five stars, give us a review and tell us how we're doing. Cause we want to continue to get better for you guys. And before we get into it, got a couple other announcements real quick we just wanted to hit on. First and foremost, starting next week, we're going to drop episodes on Thursdays instead of Fridays to give you all an extra day before the weekend to to listen to the episode. We know everybody's busy on the weekends, got other things to do, and sit around and listen to us all day. And secondly, as the season approaches, you know, we're recruiting podcasts, but we love football, and football is about to get played. So starting before the first week of the season, we're going to have a second episode weekly come out where we talk about what's going on with the team, what may be going on around the rest of the SEC, and have a weekly pick em and try to have us a special guest on every week for the pick em. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into things. As y'all might know and have already listened, you know we had a pretty good end of the month of July. Friday night light weekend went really well, and we still got a bunch of irons in the fire. And we want to jump into that by referencing an article that was written this here last week by our friend at SI All Gators, uh, Zach Goodall, where he talked about the five most, the five prospects we needed to keep an eye on going forward. And, um, you know, most of these might be as you expect, starting with Dejon Johnson, the cornerback that showed up to Friday Night Lights and was an Ohio State commit and recently decommitted from Ohio State. And number two on the list would be DJ Lagway, the quarterback out of Texas, 2024 quarterback. And just to shed a little bit of light on that, um, as it looks now, the staff has pretty much moved on from quarterback recruiting and, and Stokes is going to be our quarterback this year. And they have 
really focused in on DJ Lagway to be the next quarterback to be recruited, hopefully the great court, next great quarterback to be at University of Florida as a two-sport athlete. The third man on this list would be linebacker Jaden Robinson from South Carolina. Um, he's already committed to the University of South Carolina, and the, the staff is trying very hard to push for a flip here. Number four on the list would be offensive lineman Caden Jones. And number five on the list, coming in hot, is defensive lineman Kelby Collins, who just announced today, as a matter of fact, he is making his decision on August 13th. So with those five in mind, I'm going to throw it to Mike and let him give his opinion on what he thinks about each one. Mike? technical issue mike's with us now <laughs> sorry about that had it on mute yeah going in chronological order uh starting with d, d. john johnson top 100 recruit one of those uh, top 100 recruits that we have been saying this whole podcast that we have to capitalize on and that's going to add that um even though we have blue you know a plethora of blue trip recruits you should have to you know go to those upper echelon those top tier players and he's one of them. And what's great about him, he's a defensive back, so he's definitely versatile. He, you know, he can you know play all over um, nickel safety um, and even outside. So, um, and, you know, with our uh, with the coaching with Tony and Raymond, the superior coaching will definitely be a great fit. And um, and also, he's from the, my opinion, the most talent rich area in state in the Tampa area. So, uh, moving down, uh, number two, you got DJ Lagway. You know, the next Bo Jackson, uh, you know, maybe not quite, but I mean, they had the same picture and uh, pretty much about the same size. So um, sorry, Bo, not to be disrespectful, but no. Um, and I'll leave Weston in second because I know he loves the 24 class. And I, I absolutely love talking about it. But uh, yeah, 6'2", 225, you know, he's definitely QB1. Um, if you get get that locked down, it's really just going to take care of it, take care of the class, and he can be the, out, um, the lead leader, the alpha of the cycle, and really get the ball rolling without the coaches, you know, having to do as much um, and just, you know, be that vocal leader. Wes, you want to talk about DJ really quick before we go back into um, uh, Zach's list? Yeah, no problem, man. DJ, love the kid. Uh, he grew up a Florida fan uh, from everything we've read and uh, everything we've known from people we talked to, uh, he loved his visit. Uh, he had the, as you mentioned, the, the, the similar picture he did with Bo Jackson. So, uh, you know, I love the 24 class and, and to get that kid to commit. I think he's, he's not going to commit now. I think he wants to do his commitment next spring, uh, from everything that, uh, I've heard and, and read. Um, so if he's going to do that next spring, he could springboard, uh, that 24 class into something special. Um, I, I'm looking for towards that 24 class as being something what we want this class to be as far as top five. And I think getting that spectacular kid will be something special. So um, you can go ahead and continue and then I'll bounce off what you're about to say about the rest of the kids in uh, from that article. Appreciate it. And uh, number three on the list is going to be Jaden Johnson, linebacker um, at a Central Florida area, composite 379, six foot five, um, six foot and a half, 215. Um, blue chip, not, you know, obviously not, you know, upper echelon, but definitely a nice four star to add to the mix. Doesn't get, um, uh, our great uh, Bateman off the hook, but you know, it, it is what it is, but no, definitely be a great addition to the class. Get the ball rolling on linebackers and somebody I would definitely like to, like to have in the fold. And, uh, moving down, got Caden Jones, um, could be 408, a composite, another four star, of course, cause you know, that's, that's what we do at the University of Florida, six seven three zero eight. At a, um, he's actually out of New Orleans. So going back to that, um, <clears throat> that uh, pardon me, it's going to go back to the uh, Louisiana connection. And I actually, think he's a three star composite. So I do apologize about that. But and lastly, uh, Kelby Collins. Uh, so this is my Buddhist cycle. Uh, he's committing. Uh, he's actually set to commit the uh, as as it was previously previously said the thirteenth. Now, um, he's actually, uh, this guy's a stud, 6'5", 280. University of um, Alabama is big on him right now. He's from the state of Alabama, so it's going to be a tough pull. But um, hopefully uh, Coach Spencer can, um, you know, re reel him in. 
with uh, Collins, the, the, the piggyback off what you just said, Collins must get. We didn't get Walker. Uh, we see that Hall is trending towards Georgia. Jordan Hall, if you don't know, the D lineman is two Jordan Halls in this class. One got committed to Michigan State, if I'm not uh, mistaken, either Michigan or Michigan State. Can't remember, but D line is something that we need uh, as far as D tackles. And Hall is a, is a monster. Uh, we, like I said, we lost Walker. Uh, Got to get Collins. Uh, Collins is a must get, as you stated before. Uh, a couple minutes ago, he's committing on the 13th. He's put that out. Um, so uh, I like our chances here. Um, can not like our chances. He was supposed to go to Alabama next. I mean, last week before he came to Friday Night Lights and uh, in the barbecue, he did not go to Alabama. He's from the state of Alabama, so I know Mike is hard on chaos. Um, I'm not too hard on chaos Ooh. because the board is still big. Um, I'm calling him chaos. I'm, I, he's chaos right now until proven otherwise to me. So uh, to see. Uh, Collins in the class would be a big get, and he, but it's not complete. Um, I'm still not going to be satisfied because we need the tackles because of things that happened in, in before uh, the staff got here. So uh, DJ just spoke about him. Um, uh, Johnson, he he did decommit from Ohio State. Uh, some people put out some some stuff beforehand, premature about he him committing to Florida. Um, we know how that is going with us. Seems like that only happens to us. And it only hurts us when, when things like that happen. I'm a believer if you want to commit to a school, it doesn't matter what happens. So hopefully we get Johnson's class and DB and, and, uh, I trust Corey Raymond here. Um, to talk about the office alignment that you just, the last guy you spoke about from New Orleans. Again, another position of need. Uh, I, I like the kid. He's a, a, a project. Uh, I don't think he can come in and start right away, but. We need guys like that. He's big. As the staff, as if you don't know, the staff likes those big offensive linemen, and he, and he fits that bill. He fixed what they've been recruiting, and I feel like if we get that kid on on staff, uh, we got two offensive linemen and um, coaches plus the support staff that uh, the kids seem to like. That they really take attention to that, and I feel like we, he can work out as well. So um, that being said, uh, of the guys that I just you know. From that article, I mean, I, I like our chances with all those guys. That, that was a good article. I love DJ. Love what he can bring to the 24 class. Um, so I'm good where we at. I'm, I'm coming off this weekend. Um, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm not where we want to be, but I, I see the progress and uh, the things that the staff has been doing behind the scenes. Uh, this is every evolving thing. Gator Nation, please be patient. That's all I ask you guys to do. Just be patient and let Napier does not does let him do what he does. Thank you. Blue chip ratio. <laughs> well, the, with that being said, and once again, guys, go check out Zach's article on SI All Gators. Zach, good old, very good job writing about the Gators and all they do. Um, getting with that, we're going to talk about some of the other defensive line prospects. It's it, you know, that's been a hot topic here, and we're going to roll with some of the names that are out there right now on top of Kelby Collins, who we just said, you know, is of course announcing on the 13th. Um, there's a lot of big bodies still out there and we're all over them. We got Xavier McLeod. We got Cameron James. We got Will Norman, Caden McDonald. So Mike, my question to you is given your, uh, unsatisfactory rating of, of coach Spencer right now, as you like to call him, what's it going to take for coach to get that chaos back on his name? I'll need to see two, two top 250 kids. Uh, I think that's fair. I think it's being more than fair. Um, he'll, and we're talking somewhat early on in the cycle. Um, and he'll need to finish with three, um, three to four legitimate bodies. Um, we definitely, we have a dire need at nose, uh, we we have a def, we definitely have a nice little board. Uh, Connor alluded to it that you know who has he really missed with? Um, you know it was Walker sh- should have got him, but you know recruiting happens. You're not going to get everybody, so that's one thing I always keep in mind. So I'm trying to leap off the edge there. But you know with with kids on the board like you know uh, Xavier McLeod, uh, and we'll get a little more of a deep dive later on these guys. Xavier McLeod, Will Norman, uh, Caden McDaniel, and Cameron James. So. The, you know, it's it's definitely you know there's some there's some kids there's kids there some really good players, uh, blue chip kids, and um, we have a chance. He can definitely have his name back, and uh, by the end of the day, it's results. You're getting paid a lot of money, 
and you, you're, uh, you need to get the job done. I don't disagree with you there. Um, Got to get the kids in. The board said there, so that's why I'm going to call them chaos and to prove them otherwise. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, McDonald is a kid I love from out of Georgia. Like, that kid, if Gator fans, if you haven't watched his hoodie, uh, cut on the film if you're that kind of guy or that kind of female and uh, you love sports like that, look at McDonald from Georgia. I, I, I really love him. Collins, I think, is trending towards us. Um, Jordan Hall just spoke about him. He's not looking like he's coming towards us, um, trending towards Georgia, but uh, that's all speculation right now. Um, we got to get, like Mike said, we got to get two or three of these guys at the tackle. Um, the ends and, and uh, the rush, or pass rush, strong, strong side defense in and rushing in uh, looks looks good, but the D tackles, uh, we're lacking that, and we got we to get guys that like to plug that middle up. Um, so, um, I'm with Mike on that. Um, no disagreement from here. Um, but those guys hadn't committed yet, so I can't say chaos is not doing what he should be doing because the guys hadn't committed yet. So Jordan Hall, Collins, uh, Cameron James, those guys, when they pop, if we get them, then we, that's a conversation for another day. If we don't, we'll see. Well, the problem is, I mean, there's a margin for error. So the names I listed, how many true D tackles there are, not to mention nose tackles. So uh, the list I mentioned of McLeod, Norman, um, McDonald, and James. James is strong side DN. Norman can play either or depending on you know how like, how his technique is. McDonald, McLeod are nose tackles. Collins is going to be a D tackle. So it's four guys. We're going to need at least three. So what what is his hit rate going to be? So, it's, like I said, like that was a problem. And Hall's most – let's play hypothetically, Hall's gone. It's a, it's a margin for error is just so slim. And he's not known as an ace recruiter. Let, let me push back on that. You say Spencer's not known as an ace recruiter, but you were so happy with, with uh, KC. KC didn't get his guys to this weekend, right? Kerry, right? Kerry right Culver? On. You want, you want yeah. your resumes? Let's do resumes. No, 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 I'm not doing it. Oh, he's dug a hole. No, 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 he's dug a hole. He's dug a hole. He's dug a hole. Explain. Karen Colbert, last year. This past year. Uh, potential Blitnikoff winner if he didn't get hurt. Drake London went top 10. Year before, Um, Moran, I don't know what's his name. Fourth round. Uh, Ended up being wide receiver one at um <clears throat> at the, with Detroit. Year before, uh, Michael Pitts. Uh, round two, Colts, obviously were one. That's back to back to back. Um, uh, receivers in the NFL. So I mean, it, and that's where the coach, the lame duck coach at USC. So and and what's he do? Immediately following, cleans up, clears the state of Florida. So I mean, like that's called a resume. He had a resume before. Raymond has a resume. So what's this happening right now? We're, like bored or not? Like it's a margin for error. And like I'm sorry, like I can't get he's not gonna get the benefit of the doubt when you're missing on this. Period. My thing is he has to miss first. Like he has missed. Casey has gotten got who has he missed at the time? He missed Home Walker. He's not tra- right. he's training from a guy out, out of Jacksonville, and that's our honeyhole okay. this cycle, is it not? This cycle. Okay. Okay, okay so that t- hypothetically take that out. Because we're not gonna hit, missed, hit everybody. He missed one guy. Pardon? He missed one guy? So he's bat- he's batting zero. That's an F. He missed. I mean, I was asking, did That's he miss F. one guy? Yes, yes or no? If you forgot your, if you got your, if you if you forgot your wife's birthday, how are you doing? You're, Wrong you're, not, you're, you're, you're losing. Is he's not a winner? I need a winner. Okay. I need a D tackle because we haven't we've had a D tackle in like four years. Hershey, God, God bless. I, I, I podcast Gal- the same right? and Dexter. Our podcast will say it, right? So when we, and a tran- when we our transfer Valentina, pardon? We will revisit this. I bear, I guarantee you, you'll call him chaos by the end of the cycle. Go ahead. I hope I'm wrong. With the exception of Michael White, I hope I'm wrong. You got to love the passion between these two guys, I tell you right now. <laughs> um, a little he note on. gave himself on, the nickname. A little note on Xavier McLeod. I know that this week uh, a few South Carolina guys that thought that he was trending heavily towards them have kind of reversed their take and, and said that he they feel like maybe now he's trending more towards Florida. He's a And that's a big old 
man too at 324 pounds going into his senior year of high school. So we're going to know here shortly how this defensive line class is going to start to start to take shape. I have a feeling. So in the board, hey, and to what you know to help her, you know with Hirsch and West, the, the board is nice. Uh, McLeod, one seventy two overall. Norman is composite, uh, one forty three. Uh, McDonald, two ninety. And uh, and I already know Cameron James top two hundred. So I mean these are top these are top kids. So it's not like we're like these are three you know low three stars. But end of the day we gotta we gotta hit them. There's no doubt about that. We need these kids. We need to land a good portion of these kids and and rebuild this different defensive line because it's it's suffering right now. Um, moving on from the defensive line, just a couple other notes real quick on on the recruiting front. Um. Samuel M. Pimba had an article out come out this week talking about Florida and, and his Miami visit. And um, I'm going to let Mike hit on that for just a second. But I do want to drop just one little bit of nugget of information. Um, we we do have an in in Samuel M. Pimba's recruitment that, that, you know, that not everybody knows about. But we, we do have something going for us in that recruitment. So we're not out of it. Now, granted, most people will tell you that right now UGA leads, and I'm not here to argue that point whatsoever because that's been the trend of things the last few years. But, um, Mike, do you want to hit on that, on what he had to say? Yeah, sure thing. I'll just – what I'll do, I'm not going to quote him. I'll just going to paraphrase it. Pretty much guarantee you. Uh, Florida, Florida is business and Miami is, and, and Miami is Miami. What I'm taking from that, yeah, my, Miami's fun to visit. I'm about to go down there in a couple hours. Um, but guess what? I'm going to come back to Fort Lauderdale because it's I'm going to live in reality and not the anarchy down there and I'll, I'll chaos as well. So I can actually use it, something named that's applicable. Um, but and he's right. Bit, Florida is business. In, we're in the SEC. We have trench warfare. So, I mean, if you're I honestly, when I see anyone in the trenches, O-line and D-line go to any other conference, with the exception, maybe a couple schools in, uh, in the Big Ten, you don't take football seriously. Because end of the day, the SEC does two things. Um, you're gonna have to well, uh, to get, you're gonna be you're competing against the best of the best, and you're you're gonna be in the best opportunity to go to the draft. And the numbers don't lie; that's a fact. So, wish you got time, anything you want to add? Yeah, this is one of the rare times me and Mike agree. Um, you guys have noticed that as the as the podcast continue to go. Um, but yeah, from the article and what he said. Business, SEC, those are the key points that he pointed out. And if you're serious about your craft and, and you're serious about getting to the next level, I don't see why Florida wouldn't be the place you, you want to be, especially if you talk to – if we, we all have listened to Billy Napier a thousand times. We all know uh, why he's the head coach of Florida. We all know why uh, people love him, why people want to work for him, the Army, the stuff, that, the infrastructure, everything that he built. And as a recruit, if I'm that type of guy – I'm choosing between Miami and and Florida. I gotta look at do I want to live this lavish life and 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 have all and do all these things in this expensive city in Miami, or do I want to go about my business like you think people go to Alabama because it's it's, it's lovely? I think people <laughs> go to go to Nick Saban because it's lovely and it's it's all it's like all bright lights down there. No, they go because like some recruits say it's a business decision. If you're about your business, you want to make that business decision. Uh, that's what Billy Napier is building here. Where kids could say it's about business, and I'm, I'm my my dream is to get to the next level. So um, hopefully we get the kid. Um, find a new information tonight about uh, some stuff. So hopefully uh, he really takes an interest in us. Uh, see what we're all about, and I, I believe in uh, Coach Chaos and and, and Peterson, and uh, and and hopefully we can get that we get him where he needs to go. All righty, well. Gonna be a battle how do, how there at the end. How do you sleep at night? And one more note on the recruiting uh, end of things before we move on, and this may have slipped by some people because it was tweeted out late the other night. Is that Florida extended an offer to uh, Caleb Lemieux, an offensive tackle out of Arizona? He comes in at the at two hundred and twenty four in the composite. And comes in weighing it around. He's a little on the light side at 265 for an offensive tackle, but that's going into your senior year of high school. So 
that's about it on the recruiting end of it. We're going to move on to the football side of things. And with that being said, we're going to start off. Mike, Chris Doring had a few uh, notes that got you fired up here earlier in the week. You want to hit on that? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, this is from last week. Um, Chris Doring, you know, Gator Great, was uh, on the uh, Jake. He's speaking with Jake Crane of the Crane and Company show. And it was actually you know, being genuine about it. And he was just talking, you know, speaking to Speaking facts, and it's like, listen, you know, um, I'm going to quote him. I'm a lifelong Gator fan, the son of two Florida grads. I lived in Gainesville growing up, so I feel like I can say this. Our fan base has become the worst in terms of criticism and lack of patience. Uh, Billy Napier hasn't even coached a game yet. His popularity has been up and down mostly because of the recruiting criticism he has gotten. That's ultimately what cost Dan Mullen his job. Now to expand on that, um, it's just it, and we that's where we're, we opened up. We're like, listen, and I like I said, I, I was I've been guilty of it. You have it's a, you have to think big picture. Recruiting is not for the for the for the week. I tell people like, hey, I want to get in recruiting. Like I like don't don't because it's 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 a, end of the day you're dealing with teenagers. It's not immediate results, and if you expect them, you're it's. You're dumb. I'm sorry. It's not immediate. It's long term. It's, it's sometimes it's a roller coaster. Dijon, Dijon Johnson, everyone and their mother and apparently rivals expected him to commit. Guess what? He still hasn't committed. Guess what? We are still in a good place. So even you know, Wes has uh, you know puts a uh, his a tooth under his, under the pillow every night for Coach Spencer. To get a, a D tackle. I mean, will that wish ever come true? I don't know. I doubt it. But we still have guys on the board. So the, the main thing is, we had a coach who's been who's passed on great, re, decent jobs. Picked us, got us, got got the army of fifty people. Got the buy in from the AD, the boosters. Everyone's loving them. Had a top twenty program at University of Louisiana. And we can't even give him an offseason, not even an offseason to recruit. So we're all we're all bitching and moaning. And guess what? We're at number twelve, and in less than two weeks, we can easily be top eight. So it's just what it comes down to: being toxic. Do some people deserve it? Like Mullen, who quit on his team, absolutely. And when you know shark bait, yes, absolutely. But you know, end of the day, though, look yourself in the mirror, take a deep breath, and take a nap. Because he, some people are ridiculous. It's not everybody, but that's what he's referring to. Wes, you want to add anything? Yeah, um, I had no problem with what Chris said. Um, uh, I, I kind of agree with him. Sometimes our, our podcast can, our podcast, excuse me. Sometimes our fans can get outrageous. Sometimes our fans, uh, I spoke about this probably in the first podcast, what the microwave that uh, of putting in the crock pot and that is slow cook and we can't have it that way. Um, and, and, some, and, and it's kind of a twofold thing. Cause I kind of, I kind of see what you're saying. When you look at Miami, you're just like, Oh, Miami getting it. They kind of got the top, they top heavy. Look at the class. When you see that they won uh, certain battles against us, but you have to look at the battles that we won against them as well with Mizell and Wilson and, and cats like that, uh, just like that. You have to look at the, the battle as well. Um, I, I kind of some patience, but then I look at the radius of what these, some of these athletes are. And when you look at the radius of where these athletes are, sometimes we got to win those battles. Same, same Mike is kind of saying two things at once. And like, cause I'm a, this kind of podcast where we're going to kind of get at each other. If, if he wants chaos to win these battles, then that can put us in the top five. That can put us in the top 10. If he wants chaos to do what he, what, what he just said about being patient, well, if chaos does what he wants chaos to do, then when we win these battles, we get there. Um, our board, as far as uh, uh, Corey Robinson and KC, uh, Corey Raymond, excuse me, and KC, they look good, but we still have to improve on the O line. We still have to prove at linebacker, uh, and we have to prove at D tackle. 
So once those things happen and those things come into fruition, what I believe is still going to come because I believe the season will play a big, a big major part in some things, especially with O-line. If Florida State fails like we all believe they will fail, then we maybe those two offensive linemen that's highly rated that maybe we can come back and get. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it is about, you know, being too toxic and, and, and rushing to, man, I don't like this, I don't like this. Just be calm. Let things play out, and we'll see where we're at. And I'm not going to act like I'm perfect. Um, I mean, like, I'm not a Spencer Co- uh, fan, but like I said, I, I'm rooting for him to prove me wrong. That's the difference. That's that's becoming a fan. That, that, makes sure, that means you're a fan when you're like, listen, I don't like this, but, like, I'm hoping I'm wrong and not just hoping your opinion's right all the time. That's a difference. Now, only coach I want fired is Bateman. But I mean, that's it. I mean, but I'm not gonna even that. Even with that, though, I'm not gonna just, you know, just blatantly like I see some people just go. I want to fire, fire, fire. I may make a little joke of it, but it's all lighthearted, and I, it's, a lot of people are are legitimately malicious about it, and that's the problem, and that's where being toxic is comes from. And you both make great points, but it, you know, at the end of the day. This fan base is just hungry. They, the fan base knows what we can be when we're at our best. Were we spoiled during the Spurrier urban years? Some would say yes. I would personally say no. I believe that's what we should be. We should be top, top five every year because we have the richest talent base in the country to recruit from and to draw from, but it takes the right man to do it. And we saw that with Spurrier. We saw that with urban and it wasn't, you know, just them. It was the staffs that they assembled under them working for them. It was just the right combination of things, getting it done. And, and this fan base has been starving for that. For years now, I mean, we're 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 <laughs> we're a decade removed, decade plus removed from being a perennial, you know, favorite to be in the top five, to be in the mix. We haven't been to the playoffs yet, and this fan base wants that. Whether we like to say it or not, I mean, yes, social media is a small sample size of a fan base's opinions. But at the same time, you know, you, it, you see the worst of people in their opinions and people are just hungry, man. They just, they just, we want to be great again. And we got to get there, but we also, like you said, we have to have patience with this staff. We have to remember how far this program slipped in these last two years under Dan and how just carefree and just not, you know, uncaring he was about the conditions in which he left this program. This, this isn't Billy's fault. Billy inherited the mess. He did not create it. And what he deserves is everyone's patience to come out build his own team, coach his own team, not Mullins leftovers, which I'm not, I don't want to call our kids on our team leftovers, but they're not the kids he recruited for his system. And every coach wants that. Now, good coaches make the best with what they're given. And we'll see real quick about what kind of coach Billy and his staff are with what they do this year with what they've been given. And hopefully we see some really good results. Are we talking about a national championship contender? No, most likely not even close. But can we be competitive? Can we contend with when we play Texas A&M and when we play UGA? And can we blow out the people that we're supposed to blow out, not be into 21-18 dogfights that we're all ready to throw our remote into the wall while we're watching the game. 
those are the things I think more than anything will will bring this fan base around is getting back to celebrating blowout wins and and seeing the defense get takeaways and sacks and be aggressive on the field and be in the positions they're supposed to be in. That's what we as a fan base want to see. And yes, of course, we want to see high recruiting rankings as well because we know it doesn't take a rocket science scientists to know how recruiting classes lead to more victories. We know. So with that being said, give the staff patience and be a good fan. Don't, don't be the fan on Twitter. Every time something doesn't go our way that says so-and-so needs to be gone. At least let's get through week one before we were so def- definite. Mike, you got one more thing to yeah, add? Yeah, uh, last thing. Well, I want to um, go off of what you were just say- saying uh, with the fan base being hungry. Um, most definitely. Um, even when we won the division, we, you know, went, you know, mano a mano with, with Alabama up in Atlanta. I was at the game. It was, it was a phenomenal game. Um, we couldn't even enjoy the season because of Grantham. <laughs> so it's, you know, you're, you're having record-breaking uh, breaking, um, performances by Trask, potential Heisman campaigns, you know, um, the best tight end of, of all time in college football. And we truly, honestly, couldn't enjoy it because we were um, crapping on a, a defensive coordinator. So that just kind of goes goes to just the hunger portion. And lastly, just always remember, just educate yourselves because it goes to, listen, am I a fan of Spencer right now? No. However. I know I'm not going to freak out or fire him like Bateman because I know our board. Now, could that change in three months, a month, two, whatever? Yes. However, I'm not going to fire a guy when he doesn't miss on everybody. So that's all. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, Wes, you want to talk about, uh, you know, we started, we started camp this week, man. And, um, the pads are back on. The ball is getting thrown around, and we had some press conferences the other day. I know you got some things you really want to – that really caught your ear and you wanted to talk about. Yeah, man. Um, Mike kind of segues in this in, in his own way by, by talking about Grantham. Um, was very, very, very impressed with uh, Coach Tony. Uh, everything that we've heard about him uh, was kind of presented in that press conference, um, saying we may use six DBs, five DBs. Uh, I think uh, Iowa State does that. If you don't know, Iowa State and uh, something they innovated with the three-three-five defense. Uh, that is something that you might want to check out if you that type of fan again. If you that type of uh, Gallagher, Gallagher, gal, a uh, guy. Look at Iowa State and what they did with the three-three-five defense as far as the innovative end. Uh, the the just the thought process of not being stuck in your in in, in your old ways and being innovative. Uh, he kind of. Reminds me of uh, of Coach Napier, not stuck in his ways, thinking of new ways to to dominate and, and, and win. And I love uh, Coach Tony uh, talked about uh, something that we'll mention more as far as uh, mention more within DB Moore uh, getting some playing time this year. Um, just loved everything he said. Loved what Coach Chaos had to say. Uh, loved what strength and conditioning coach Coach Hawk had to say uh, about the guys. I uh, love that Dexter may be playing in, and that's why I mentioned the three-three-five. Uh, people think uh, if you think of the four-three, you're thinking four-down linemen. But if he's saying six and five DBs might be on the field, then you picture the you picture Dexter playing in uh, in that situation. So uh, I'm just excited for the season. I'm excited for the guys. I'm excited about that press conference. Uh, I'm not going to speak to Coach Napier. We saw him speak a lot of times, but uh, Coach Spencer, uh, Coach Tony. And our strength and conditioning coach, Coach Hawk, uh, those guys really, really, really impressed me. And I'll, if you didn't hear it, you can go on YouTube and pull it up, uh, what those guys had to say. And, and I just love it, man. Um, those guys were really, really good. And I love what they said. And I'm excited. It's football season, guys. You know, we have a game within less than a month now. So September is, is right around the corner. So I, I really, really love that. Hey, Wes, can I ask you a question? Shoot. You know how you solve a uh, uh, D-line depth, is- depth issue? Uh-huh. <laughs> Best way to solve a D-line, uh, not la- having lack of D-linemen, use less of them. So I- that's why I love the 3-5. through five. 
I agree with you, but that, but but that's not this coaching it. staff's fault. It's not this coaching. No, staff's no, fault. no, 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 yeah. not at all, not at all. No, I, the three 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 five can work. I, def, definitely, no, yeah. it just it helps us as well in in regards to the lack of depth. And you and you kind of in a way putting your best athletes on the field. Yeah, um, absolutely. You better you're putting your best athletes on the field, and and our secondary, uh, we have a lot of guys back there. So I'm 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 excited, man. I'm excited by the innovative, like I said, of Tony. He reminds me of uh, another Napier, and I don't think he will be here very long. I see him in the same uh, breath, and and people may get mad, but uh, of Kirby, not not of Kirby Smart, even staying with Alabama so long and finding the perfect job. I know we had uh, Collins when uh, Coach Mack was here. Collins took the job at Temple. And then got a job at Georgia Tech. I see Tony hopefully waiting for his perfect job, not going to a lower level, but picking a power five school that he can go to. That's my that's that's my hopes. Um, that's how I feel about us. And, I, and I'm hoping if he's that guy, then he picks his own job. I have to say, I was very very impressed with everything he had to say. Uh, young guy, just innovative. I really think Florida defense is about to be fun again. And I'm telling you, I'm ready for that as much as anything. I love I love a good defense. I love to see guys swarming around the ball, being aggressive, and that's something like we were just talking about we haven't seen in a while. Guys in the right position, you know, creating takeaways. That's something the University of Florida has been known about you know, known for for years, and it's just something that has kind of become an afterthought. So I really look forward, and 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 maybe seeing some good special teams play again. That would be really nice as well. Um, speaking of the defense, I don't know if you saw today that uh, Chris Thomas returned to is listed on the roster again. So there's one body back on the defensive line that we needed. So I know Mike's excited about that. <laughs> um other other just quick points from the first few practices that we've seen ar looks like everything we think he can be i mean just we heard shorter say it in the interview an absolute freak he looks every bit of the part that we think he can be our, our boy as we've dubbed him white boy rick is out there running sharp routes and looks quick on his feet. I know he suffered a a little bit of a foot injury, but they said he bounced right back from that and was back practicing in no time. Um, Trail Johnson's out there leaping over people in practice. You know, just I'm excited, man. I'm excited about the potential of, of this offense, not just the defense like we were talking about a second ago, but there's so many athletic pieces on this offense that, with the correct coaching, knock on wood, you know, we could see some really explosive offense from from the pass, the run, the the you know pass option, just so many different you know things we could be looking at here, Mike. Yeah, and we may not we may not have like you know a superstar like you know on uh, uh, outside like a pitch for example however in my opinion we have at least three solid receivers and Whitmore we just need him to stay healthy that's been a bit of an issue shorter very solid um huge asset in the running game and then uh white boy Rick so um and I think we're gonna see Frazier's bust out as well I, I like him I, I like him a lot you know he's just not proven so I don't really like you know tossing it out there but he's definitely a, uh I was at potentially expecting uh, shorter to say that actually on the last episode, but no, I definitely like him. He had a couple little uh, sp- uh, bright spots last year. And then our, I just think we're going to really lean on our running game. Like our O-lines are at the middle, you know, first team all American, Ethan White and Kingsley. I mean, it's just, I'm pumped. Wes. Another time we might agree with each other. Um, I'm looking forward to, the team, I'm looking for, you know, us as surprising people. I mean, they're picking us to finish fourth, fifth in the SEC. And I'm like, in the East, not the SEC. Let me let me clarify that. They're picking us to finish behind. South Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Maybe some even have us behind Missouri, too. So, I mean, if AR stays healthy, and like Mike alluded to, if uh, um, we're more stays healthy and 
Uh, I, I like the new receiver that we have come in. Uh, uh, Hersh alluded to him having a little foot injury. Good thing that wasn't too big. Um, I like, I like our team. Like I like what the defense can do. Um, the fact that our defense hasn't been good since uh, Collins left because I think the next year Shannon came. Uh, Randy Shannon came after Collins left and went to Temple, and we've been downhill. Excuse me, ever since. I mean, we haven't looked good since then. So. My thing is, if our defense plays the way – because we have the elites on the side of the ball. Sap and those guys, like I'm, I'm a big believer in Sap. Uh, he can be one of the breakout candidates. We're going to go to that point later and probably close to the season with the podcast as far as our breakout guys, somebody that people don't – that's off the radar. But um, we have a lot of talented guys on defense. And then we have – Mike said we don't have like a superstar, but if AR is healthy he can be that superstar. Like he can be what people are hyping him to be. And if he's that – I mean, I don't see why we won't finish first, not second, because I don't like Georgia. So I would never pick us to finish finish behind Georgia. But I don't see why we can't finish first in the East and beat Bama, Texas A&M, or the LSU, whoever they put over there. Stetson Bennett has a, a fade. We're beating Georgia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I may have picked Georgia. I just saw a picture of him with a fade. A little buzz cut fade. I, I'm out. Sorry. Maybe if he had a little, little the Southern boy cut with spares, but no, not anymore. Sorry, I'm out. <laughs> well, there's a lot of hype right now, and hopefully the more we see, the more it's warranted and we get some results out of it. So we'll, we'll dive into that some more next week as we um, get some more video and we see, hear some more interviews and things of that nature, and we'll respond accordingly on what we see. So for now, we're just going to kind of wrap things up. We're going to, uh, we got, we asked some, you know, if y'all had any questions earlier and we're going to go ahead and see if we can answer a few of those before we get on out of here. So the first question of the night is from our boy, CJ, CJ, the man McCann, who does all our uh, graphic work for us. If y'all don't know, go ahead and follow CJ, the man McCann on Twitter. First question of the night, and this is going to pose this to both of these guys. Start one, bench one, cut one. Reggie Bush, Percy Harvin, Adrian Peterson. Easy. Mike? Simple. The one guy that had a, who uh, wasn't a full-time starter and was not, uh, wasn't in the last play of the game, uh, Reggie Bush. But you got Okay, but you, who you benching and who you cutting? Oh, sorry. So I'm cutting Reggie Bush because he shared carries. He was good enough to start. Um, well, um, uh, who's the other two? I know Harvin. Percy and Adrian Peterson, AP. Uh, College AP. College AP? God, tough. I have to say AP just because um, of the injury concerns with Percy. Sorry. So you're starting him and benching Percy? Have to. Hey, hey, hey. If okay, you're not, if you're not there, if you're not there, sorry. Stand by. Wes, who you got? Hey, CJ, I'm from Sacramento. You might, if you had switched Adrian Peterson with CJ Spiller, you might have put me in a bind. But. <laughs> You might have put me in the bind with C.J. Spiller for Adrian Peterson. Those three kind of had the same kind of attributes and the same kind of talents as far as receiving the ball and rushing the ball in the backfield. But um, I'm not going to bench Percy or cut Percy. So Percy starting, I'm going to cut AP, and Reggie Bush was just something we had never seen uh, until Percy arrived and C.J. Spiller arrived, so to my other thoughts. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Well, then I'm going to go – the other way, and I'm gonna cut AP. Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna start. God. I don't care. I'm gonna start Reggie Bush, and I'm gonna bench Percy because then, when Reggie's tired, I'm pulling Percy off the bench, and I can do anything. And Percy's returning my kicks and punts too. I mean, you have to share carries. Apparently, with him, so. it don't matter. I got two guys that can do it and can do receive and. Right. Run the ball God's and return kicks and punts. Reggie Bush was different, Mike. Like Reggie and Percy. I know he shared, he shared carries. That's why I said uh, so CJ should have put. So did Percy. Should have put his. Should have put his guy. They got the same name. He should have put CJ Spiller in in AP spot. Somebody hey, know. I'm just Somebody saying. Know. Percy Harvin shared carries too. And you said it yourself. He had injury concerns. But anyway, we all have our opinions on how that would work. All right. Our boy JC on Twitter says, if Cormani McLean signs elsewhere, 
How many five stars, if any, would you expect Florida to sign for the 23 class? None. I can't argue it. I can't argue that. I think we're all in on him as being the one. And honestly, it's not going to have a huge effect on the class. Can you definitely finish top eight due to the blue chip ratio. And the, like I said, the potential onslaught of recruits these next couple, two, three weeks. We literally, we're probably going to, we forgot to say it with the flip of Patterson. It's the blue chip ratio has the potential to be unreal if you just recruit the O-line adequately. I don't know what's going on, but I'm tired of agreeing with Mike. This is Another time. I'm so I got to talk first, son. Got to be quick. Gotta be, I'm on my game today, man. I'm on my game. So if we don't sign Kamani, then I don't think we get my boy Keely. Because I think we get Keely. If you haven't heard this, and I'm going to keep plugging this, he, his mom said that they're going to visit the schools in Florida. They're Florida fans. So get Kamani, we get Keely too. I said it. I said it first. <laughs> All right. Hey, Hurst, can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I, I want a drum set. Remember, well, you know, remember those uh, JC Penny catalogs back in the day? Yeah, I live right next to the outlet. Every every Christmas, I'd get a catalog. Right? Every Christmas, I'd request. That. Guess what? I never got a drum set. That's Keely is what's a drum set. I think Mike just said he wants to teabag your drum set, Wes. Jesus. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yo, he he visited Alabama Here we go. for the cookout this weekend. So that means he's not 100% committed to Notre Dame because he took a visit. His mom said they're going to visit the schools in Florida. Of course they're coming to UF. The whole family is UF fans. We're getting Keeley. Huh? I love his conviction, man. I can't, I can't hate on the man. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, we all hope he, we're wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I hope this man is. He said it was his pick to click from episode one. If it clicks, if it clicks, he's he's the swami. He's the new swami. Yeah. <laughs> all right, our man Stingfeed Sports. We answered a question from him on our first episode. He's got a two part question for us. One is a recruiting question, and one is an on the field question. So. I'm going to break it up, and we're going to do the recruiting question first, and then we're going to come back to the on-field question. The recruiting question is, July was a very successful month. How many commitments do you think we land in the month of August? Wes, you go first. Uh, I'm going to go with four. I think we get four. Uh, I think we get Collins next week. I still think Johnson commits to us this month. Um the other two, I, I'm hoping um, we get a linebacker, um, maybe Robinson or somebody that you know we don't we haven't heard about yet. Um, so that's three right there. So I think we get Collins, I think we get Johnson, and I think we get Robinson. Uh, the fourth guy, maybe a, a James Cameron James, the D the D lineman as well. So I can uh, hopefully in a podcast. Put in Mike's face that chaos is doing his business, or McDonald. So those are my two guys for the fourth guy. So I'm thinking four. I gave you three, and I'm looking at McDonald or uh, uh, James as that fourth guy. All right, Mike, what's your number? Two. Um, bad feeling about Johnson. Um, it's just I got a bad gut feeling that this. It, I think it would happen by now, um, and. Uh, uh, so I'll go, I'll go Collins and Robinson. I, I think the rest of the D-line board is going to go by uh, Spencer and just take their time, nonchalant, maybe go down a lazy river. You know, I don't know. Well, I'm going to be the high man on the table. I'm going five. <sighs> and I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't, I don't care if you believe it or not. I'm going to be optimistic. I think we're getting Kelby Collins, at least his verbal commitment on the 13th. I think we flip Robinson from South Carolina. I think we convince Will Norman to jump on the train. I think we get Cameron James. 
And then I think we, I mean, and maybe Johnson's the fifth, but I, I honestly believe we get five this month. Now, I might, that might be the uh, sunshine pumping optimistic Gator fan in me. But that's what it is. All right. With that being said, let's get to part two of this question. Part two, on field, pick a freshman or a red shirt, red shirt freshman, excuse me, one offense, one defense you think will show out this year. Wes, you go first this time. I mean, Mike, I'm sorry. Wes, you went first on the recruiting part. Shamar James, because I don't um... – I like his his. Uh, I think he's a natural linebacker, and I think he he has a build mentality to uh, you know plug the hole and actually be uh, be a plus player in coverage. So that's my one on defense. You got one on offense. I'm gonna go with freshman or Richard. Richard freshman. It's a tough one. Um. Don't even have a hole. That's wrong. Uh, there's no, there's not any two deep. There's not going to be any two deep. We'll let, we'll let you off the hook. Wes, I mean, it's a veteran roster. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, from everything I've been hearing. You know, we went and got this this guy with the last staff. Um, he flipped on. Uh, I want to say, well, he did kind of flip. Uh, oh, we got shit. Devin Moore. So my DB Devin Moore uh, with. Everything I saw in the press conference about playing a lot of DBs and putting our best athletes on the on the field, and you don't have to be a six year guy or fifth year guy to to be on the field. I think Napier's going to play the best guys. I think Tony's going to play the best guys. So I'm looking at Devin Moore as my guy uh, to to as a freshman uh, to get on the field. Offensive wise, jeez, uh, um, maybe I'm going to go with Etn. I'm just I'm gonna pull some out of my hat and go with ETN just because I, I know we have uh three backs and he's he's behind three backs, but um injuries, uh Nico on right, I don't know if he's fully healthy yet. Um and I, I just feel like neighbors we're gonna run the ball a lot. So uh injuries could happen, things could happen. I'm just gonna go with ETN just because I feel like um he could be that guy. I mean, receivers we kind of stacked there. Um tight end, we kind of Kind of knew I could have gone with a tight end. I think I could have better gone out with a tight end. But I'm going to go with ETN just because I know we're going to run the ball, we're going to pound the ball. Um, and, and I think that ETN might get some carries. And if he shows some things, he might get more and more carries as the season progresses. I'm glad you said tight end because I'm going Elksness. This man just came out of nowhere. He had to go look up the roster. Well, well I was check the chat. It's about 10 seconds late on there. <laughs> All right. Well, me, defense, I'm going to go with Kamari. I, I think I think the young man's going to bring it. I think he's going to – that athletic ability that he's got is going to show out. We need a playmaking safety. I know the room's – but if we're going to play a bunch of DBs, I can see this kid hitting the field and making a difference. And on offense, I'm going to go with a um, – I'm going to go with an underdog pick here. I'm going to go with Burt. I think I want to see the kid put it together and I want to see him on the field. I know he's got the ability and I know, I know he, uh, he went through some things here in the last month, but I know there's also a reason that, uh, Dexter went to bat for him and wanted to keep him on this football team. And, and he knows, he knows what he can bring to the table. And I think that that is a, I think he's a big play receiver waiting to happen. So there's those, you know, that's our picks. I, you know, Hopefully they they hit. All right, couple more from Chomping Chomping. <laughs> Who is going to be the guy for AR, the receiver or tight end that he just can find when we need that first down yardage? Wes, you go first. I'm going Whitmore. He's dependable. He has the hands. Um, I don't think I ever seen him drop a pass. So I'm going with Whitmore. Whitmore is that guy. You need those guys. He plays the slot. A lot of times quarterbacks depend on that slot guy or that tight end when they need a big play. And I don't want to say a big play, when they need a play 
when it's third and six and you need that first down. So I'm going to go with Whitmore. That's my guy. I think that uh, uh, he's going to be vital for us this year. We're going to succeed. Some in the spring game, everything the AR threw them in the spring game, he caught. Um, so th- that's my guy. I think uh, Whitmore is going to be that guy uh, on those third downs, uh, converting into first downs. Mike? Therese, wrong name. White boy, Rick me. So Ricky Persaud is your pick to click on for that. Gotta be a monster. Those routes. I tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a homer here. I'm gonna take Justin Shorter. Okay. <laughs> I think that young man is gonna be uh the possession receiver that we all hope he can be, the the tall guy that you can throw it up to when you need to. I think I think AR trust him, and I think that's going to be it. Now, I'm not taking anything away from them slot guys, but man, I just whew. the talent is there. I think we're going to get it out now that we got the right guys running the show. Well, with that being said, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it on up for the week. Um, Mike, you got anything you want to add before we get out? Bateman got us. Bateman got us. Well, guys, before I throw it to West to take us home, I just wanted to say real quick, um, like I said to start the show, please uh, download and rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. It helps us a ton. Make sure you leave us some um, some feedback, you know, a rating there. Give us Give us an idea of what we can do better for you. We're working hard on it. We're working all the time to improve the show, and we got some big things planned for the future. Um, just be patient with us. We know we still got some things to work on, but we're learning every show, and, you know, we're getting there. So just, you know, be patient. And if you happen to see it on our on our link tree and you would like to donate to the show, we have a Patreon set up to to help us out, you know, we're not we're not asking for money, but at the same time, it takes a little bit to put this show on, and we're working to make it even better for you. So, if you have anything that you would like to give to us to help us make this show even better, we sure do appreciate it. We love you all. Wes, take us home. Yeah, guys, thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for listening. Like uh, echoing what her said, we appreciate the feedback. Um, good or bad, uh, we don't take it to heart we want to improve and give you guys what you want uh from uh your perspective so uh just give us that feedback rate us uh sign up download whatever you got to do uh just get us on there and we will improve uh to give you guys what you want we 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 listen we talk about it the ways to give you guys what you need so uh like i said we don't take it to heart we 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 want to improve for you guys so uh do what you do and uh again if you guys know any veterans or you're a veteran yourself and you're trying to uh, get what you deserve as a veteran, uh, we support our troops here. So contact us, hit us uh, in our DM and uh, we'll get back to you with what well, I will get back to you with any questions you have. And if I don't know the answer, I will try to find out the answer to best of my ability. So uh, thank you guys. Support our troops. Uh, continue to support us. Uh, we love uh, giving you guys this content. We love what we do. We love the Gators and uh, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Love you guys. Catch you next week. As I said at the beginning of the show, next week we'll be out on Thursday morning for y'all. Until then, be good.